Hi everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Cosmic Laundry Podcast. I'm your host, Giselle Plamondon. I'm a intuitive counselor, a psychological astrologer, and human design guide, and I created this podcast to bring this wisdom to you in a way that supports your growth, in a way that allows you to use astrology and human design to really build the life of your dreams. So today, in this episode, we're going to be talking about the astrology of 2022 and what you can expect. So let's dive in. Let's talk about this year. It's definitely going to be a lot lighter than the last two years. Um, I'm excited for it. So let's jump in. Okay. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm really, really excited about this episode. I've been, honestly, I've done way more research for the astrology for 2022 than I did for 2021 and 2020. And that's interesting because the astrology for this year is not nearly as heavy or as intense. Of course, we still have some pretty big themes. We have Um, a huge growth cycle that we're in and we'll really be in that until 2027. Um, But as far as major planetary aspects, we really only have a couple of those this year. So it is going to be a bit lighter. Um, So as I was saying, I have a ton of research that I've just been doing over the last month or so and I'm actually going to link all of my notes everything that I've been researching um, in the show notes so if you want to see kind of where I'm getting my information um, what the the details of everything are you can find that uh, link to that document in the show notes today I really want to break this down in a way that is easy to understand. I I really don't want to get too caught up into the details and the dates and the degrees and all of that stuff that is really important for astrologers to know, um, but not necessarily super important for you to know, right? And that's maybe one of my biggest pet peeves with astrology forecasts is sometimes the hyper focus on those details and again this is probably because I have a Mercury in Taurus um I have a right uh arrow for my you know perspective and my mind um so I'm not necessarily super detailed I really like to look at what are the the practical applications what do we need to know um and what's the big picture so Um, If you want all of the details, the degrees, the dates, all of that is in that document, okay? Uh, Okay, so let me just pull up my notes here and we will dive in. Um, So I want to talk about the numerology of the year before we even get into the astrology of the year. Last year was a five-year um, and that the, the five years really align with the middle of the road, okay? They're, they're really a period of finding that balance and 
really knowing which cycles we want to continue and which cycles we want to release and let go of. So five years often feel a little bit chaotic. They feel a little bit unpredictable. There's lots of change that happens in five years. Um, I lived in (laughs) four different houses in 2021 and that is such a common theme for um, five years because they're really times of change, of unpredictability. Um, There's not a lot of stability in the five year and that's because we're meant to be really taking inventory of of what we want to continue with and what we want to let go of. So if you're looking at your life right now at the end of 2021 and it feels radically different than the beginning of 2021, that's great. That's exactly how it's supposed to feel. Um, For some of us, that change might be more internal than external. So some of you guys might look back at this last year and realize that like, okay, maybe you're in the same house and you're in the same relationship and in the same job, but internally you're different, right? But the overall theme for 2021 was really stepping into our power as divine creators and really beginning to align with what we want, okay? And so in this next year, we're taking that a step further and we're taking responsibility, okay? And, and, and a lot of this will come, it'll make sense once we get into uh, the astrology of the year, but the numerology of the year is really significant here. So every single year builds upon the wisdom of the last, right? So if last year was a five year, this year is a six year. And you know that because it's two plus zero plus two plus two equals six, okay? Um, And then all of these years actually correlate with... um, different parts of the major arcana, right? So last year was a hierophant year, and this year is is the lovers, the the lovers in tarot. And I think that this is why we're seeing such a surge in people talking about twin flames, talking about spiritual union, talking about love and relationship and, and conscious partnership. It's because a huge focus of this year is that unity, is balance, is expanding and opening the heart. So with six years in astrology, um, and our last six year would have been um, 2013. So you might be able to find some parallels between 2013 and you know this year. I don't know about you guys, but 2013 was super expansive for me, but also very hard. So I'm interested to see what 2022 brings. Um, so the six years really connect to our ability to build an inner union. I really see this as the year of the masculine and the feminine coming together within ourselves and maybe even externally, right? Because the sixth year represents love, it represents family, it represents connection. Anyone who um, has a sixth life path, they're very nurturing people. They feel as though a part of why they're here is to nurture and nourish others. And so we're really all tapping into that wisdom this year, the wisdom of 
um, finding that peace, right? There's a Libra quality, maybe even a Cancer quality to the sixth year. Um, and in six years, we want to be of service and we want to connect with other people. So in this past year, in 2021, we were all reconnecting with our own self, right? Our own cycles. And I think this year we're going to be asked to take responsibility for our lives. And that might even mean coming into service with the people around us. Um, six years are also notorious for like baby booms, um, tons of marriages, sometimes even lots of breakups and divorce because one of the things that does happen during six years, and I would imagine that that will be intensified this year because of all of the twos, right? So 2013 had a mix of two and one and three. Um, this is a triple two year and two is connected to unity, right? And when we get 22, which is like 2022, 20, um, 22 is the number of the master builder. It really requires us to take responsibility for what we want. And so I think one of the things that is going to show up this year is an activation of the heart. Um, it's really going to be a period of coming into contact with what you really want from a heart perspective, right? And so I think while the last few years have been really profound in their ability to awaken us spiritually you know so many people went through their dark night of the soul in 2020 and um are maybe even in it right um so 2022 is building on that um but it's much more heart-centered so whereas maybe the last two years we've been in a state of you know ascension or building consciousness whatever language you want to use but you know that's really been about going up and out right connecting to god angels guides the universe whatever language you want to use i really think that this year is going to be much more about the body um and connecting to the heart and i've talked a little bit about that already with the taurus scorpio eclipse set that we're moving into that is such a time of embodiment and um feminine heart-based wisdom and i think with this being a six year that just adds to it you know we're really meant to find that that balance that divine union within us and, and what i mean by that is like the balancing of your yin and yang energies and it's interesting i don't know about you guys but i find myself kind of unknowingly tapping into the energies of the year before the year even begins you know for the last two months I've been obsessed with the yin yang symbol I've you know I bought a new ring that has it I've like been buying tons of like just I'm obsessed with it tons of the things that I've purchased in the last couple months have been um have had the yin yang symbol on it uh the year before I was really connected to the venus symbol right and so this year is really about that union within um and i do believe that there's going to be a lot of uh, romantic or spiritual union also happening this year but i think that that will happen for the people who have the ability to become self-connected and what i mean by that is really balancing those opposites within ourselves right the the part about ourselves that's active and dynamic and that 
is really in the energy of doing the part of ourselves that's assertive that is out in the world you know kind of making things happen um and then the part of ourselves that just wants to be and wants to be in a state of surrender and wants to allow life to flow through us right those of us that are able to find that balancing point between those two you know that middle way essentially um i think that that's where the potential for heart activation comes in and from there um calling in soulmate love right and um i really don't want people to get caught up in this being the year of everyone's gonna find their soulmate because that's not really how that works it's more so the year that everyone is gonna start to do the work needed if they want to um to experience deep love deep profound love and love that isn't even just about romantic love love that is about love of self love of other love of all beings love of the earth you know that gate 15 in human design type love right so one of the things that i think everyone could be doing with this six year is connecting into uh their heart and and really getting clear on what is that relationship you know do you listen to your heart or do you allow your mind to take over you know do you allow your heart to have a say in your life and in your decisions because i think one of the things that could happen this year is that anyone who's been living on autopilot or you know who hasn't been listening to themselves will essentially have a bit of a wake-up moment of can i keep doing this you know can i keep living um out of alignment and from a place that isn't in alignment with what my heart wants and what my heart needs right um so if you can start that work earlier in the year you're gonna get the most bang for your buck in terms of you know making the most out of this year okay um i think that this year too with there being you know that combo of the twos and the zeros is really going to be us taking responsibility for unity i think in the last few years there's been a ton of separation um a ton of division people are so caught up in their beliefs or their ideas or their identity labels that sometimes i think we as a collective forget how similar we all are even if we live different lives even if we have different perspectives even if we make different decisions ultimately you know as human beings we're all very similar you know we want the same things um we're scared of the same things um and we're all going back to the same place after all of this is over and so i really think that this year we're going to take more responsibility for that unity and there's going to be um more of a focus on that more of a focus on unconditional love and meeting people where they're at and understanding that um our differences are like earthly you know i think that's the the best way to think of it is like they don't really exist in the spiritual realm or the intuitive realm you know our differences are are just that they come with this physical 3d experience that we're having but at the end of the day we're much more similar than we are different and i think that's really going to be highlighted this year um so a few of the major themes of this year jupiter is in pisces for a part of the year jupiter will also be in aries but 
because most of the year is Jupiter and Pisces, I consider this to be a Jupiter Pisces year. Um, and that's really significant because Jupiter is happy in Pisces. Jupiter will expand whatever it touches and Pisces is that sign of unconditional love, of unity, of um, connection to God, universe, each other, right? So I do think there's going to be, um, if we thought that 2021 was a time of consciousness, of spiritual awakening, uh, 2022 will be that tenfold, okay? Um, we also, we, you know, we still have Saturn in Aquarius. Saturn will be moving through the second half of Aquarius this year. So 92 babies, it's our turn for that Saturn return, um, in the exact form anyways. And that will still bring, I think this is where this gets interesting and we'll go into this a little bit more, um, in depth later on, but there's a balancing point there because Jupiter and Pisces wants to expand our sense of interconnectedness, but Saturn and Aquarius is still asking us to be separate from our community in some way so that we really can get clear on who we are um, individually before we come back into connection. So I think that there'll be still a bit of division and a bit of that separation and a bit of that this is where I end and you begin and even still some restriction um in terms of it maybe not even necessarily COVID but probably COVID honestly um there'll still be some of that there's still Aquarius lessons to be learned but Jupiter and Pisces is gonna allow us to be a bit more hopeful about it and allow us to see things uh a bit differently and and with maybe some rose colored glasses which I think we all need the last two years have been really heavy and I think it's important to have a break from that heaviness right um and with that being said Saturn and Uranus are still in a square so they were in a square for all of last year they had their exact aspects um by degree last year um, and this really, if you think about it, Saturn represents structure, the government, everything that we've been doing, everything that has existed. It's our um, foundation, essentially. Um, and Tor or sorry, Uranus represents revolution. And so all the old structures have been um, revolutionized, right? Everything is shifting. Everything is changing. Our trust in the government is shifting and changing. Our trust in um, capitalism is shifting and changing, right? The entire structures that the world has been built upon are kind of coming into question. Um, and I think this is where we got a lot of the activism of 2020 and 2021 came from that square. And we'll, we'll continue to see more of that this year. There's still going to be that tension. So even though everyone's talking about 2022 being a year of hope um, and optimism and, and divine love, which it absolutely will be, there's still these remnants of 2020 and 2021 that we're carrying into this year, um, especially with the U.S.-Pluto return. Um, and I know that it can be easy to gloss over that because, you know, I don't live in the States and I know that a lot of, I think most of the listeners of this podcast are from Canada and Australia. 
Um, it can be easy to gloss over the United States Pluto return, but we have to remember that the United States is such a pivotal part of like our global um, family. You know, they're they are so deeply interwoven and connected um, with other countries, and so anything that the U.S. experiences will have ripple effects. So we're all going to be experiencing the um, death of the United States as it was, um, and really witnessing what is going to come from the ashes, you know, and that won't all happen in this year. I would say that we're even at like the, the pivotal point, the critical mass. Um, and this year there'll be some new things that come to light, but we've been in this Pluto return for a few years. Um, there's nothing, um, it's not like it's just going to shift and change overnight, but there are going to be some things this year that really, uh, have an impact on the United States, which will inevitably impact the rest of the world. Um, you know, and then the last astrological theme that's really important this year is the Neptune-Jupiter conjunction in Pisces. And, um, that's a major theme for the year, so we're definitely going to dive into that. So to kind of sum up all of that, it's a six year. We have tons of Jupiter themes, Pisces themes. Twenty or The numbers 22 are repeating everywhere this year, so it's a master builder year. Um, and this is the year of the lovers. So I really want to get into what that means um, before we even get into the astrology and um, some of the overarching themes. I think even if you were just to pay attention to one part of the upcoming forecast, getting familiar with what the lovers represent in the tarot, um, I, I think is probably the most important piece. Um, the astrology of the year is going to impact us all so differently because we all have different birth charts, right? So depending on where Jupiter is transiting in your chart, where Saturn is transiting, you know, we're all going to have a very different experience of this year. Um, but one of the things that we'll all experience is this overarching theme of the lovers, um, and the lovers really, obviously it represents love and relationship and unity and connection. Um, and I think this is why a lot of um, spiritual people are considering this to be a soulmate year, a divine love year, um, because the lovers does represent that. But one of the things that we need to be mindful of with the lovers is that the lovers really requires that we know who we are. The lovers requires a choice. You know, a choice to live in love or a choice to live in fear. And we're going to be confronted with that choice this year. So I think there will be people who choose to fall even deeper into the idea that love is hard that love doesn't exist. You know, I, I've been seeing a lot of pessimism um, 
in my practice as a therapist, I've been seeing a ton of pessimism around love. A lot of people are tired, tired of dating, tired of seeking. I've been seeing lots of TikToks about people just being like, I'm giving up on love. I'm just going to be single. I'm going to be alone. Um, And people in relationships are even experiencing some of this of, you know, this is just as good as it gets. I'm not going to ask for more because I never get what I want. Like there is a ton of pessimism happening surrounding love. Um, And I think that this is going to be the choice that we all have this year is to choose to believe in love. Um, And I don't even just mean romantic love. I just mean higher love, A, a choice to believe that you can live life from a place of love. And I think that part of this is coming down to the fact that we are going through a collective awakening. And so our old ideas of love, love being this game of of give and take, I give this to you and you give this to me, love being a place where we seek security and safety, Um, love being something that has to have high highs and low lows in order for us to feel that passion. Like I think a lot of the old narratives of what love is are being uh, shifted and transformed as well. So one of the things that we're going to see this year is more people talking about unconditional love and what it means to love people unconditionally even when they do things that upset you even when they do things that you don't understand and even when when the things that they're doing are hurtful enough to you that you have to put conditions on the relationship right unconditional love does not mean that you just allow people to do whatever they want without consequences it simply just means that we see the divinity in everyone that we are able to stay connected to the idea of love even when we're disappointed or hurt. Um, And I think most importantly, seeing ourselves as our first love, you know. I think that a lot of people are misinterpreting um, this year, the energy of this year, and I'm seeing a lot of people externalizing this energy, the six energy, the lover's energy, and seeing it as like, oh yay, this is the year that everyone gets their soulmate, you know? And I do think there there's gonna be a lot of union, there's gonna be a lot of marriage, there's gonna be a lot of babies, there's gonna be lots of love this year. But the foundation for that is the ability to live in alignment with your heart, to choose what's best for you, to be your own lover, right? To be your own um, partner. Um, And to allow love to transform you. I think another aspect of this is understanding that the only requirement for love is allowing it to change you and allowing yourself to be alchemized by it and there will be people who choose to move forward you know beyond 2022 with a closed heart with a guarded perception of what is real and what isn't when it comes to love um and then there will be people who choose to love themselves so much that everything becomes love and I know that that sounds um (laughs) maybe a bit cheesy But that's really what we're working with. That's the energy we're working with this year is that divine, powerful, can't-be-shaken love. And that has to begin with yourself. Um, 
So I think some of the themes that are going to come up for people this year is boundaries, navigating codependency. I think a lot of um, inner child stuff, shadow work, um, and really looking at the you know, attachment style, all of that stuff, you know, any of the type of work that, that we really need to do in order to come into a conscious relationship, all of that is going to come up this year. So um, we're going to be more confronted with the ways that our conditioning stops us from feeling intimate. Um, we're going to be confronted with the ways that we get in our own way. <laughs> Um, and we're going to be given an opportunity to heal. So some of the, the major themes to work with are forgiveness, letting go of resentment, and openness, that vulnerability, that willingness to be seen and to surrender to being seen without having to have control of everything, right? Um, so this is going to be a big year for people psychologically. I think this is going to be one of those years where we look back and we're very, very different internally than we were at the beginning. So I think there's going to be a lot of emotional um, growth this year. Um, so that's the, the main piece. That's the big thing that I really wanted to talk about is that numerology piece. Um, the astrology we are going to go into, but I want to just remind you <laughs> that astrology is very hard to predict. Um, even the, the people who specialize in this, who are really great at making astrological predictions, they, I don't know, based on what I've seen, they tend to get, it's about a 50-50%. Um, what's the word that I'm looking for? They get it right about 50% of the time. And the reason for that is because a, based on our design and our chart, we're all having very different experiences of the world. Um, and then B, astrology is so complex. There's so many different ways that we can break it down and understand it. And so there are reoccurring themes and there are certain things that we can predict, but those predictions can come out in a myriad of different ways. So I try to stay away from really doom and gloom, this is what's going to happen type of predictions. Um, as much as it's fun, right? I remember when I predicted the pandemic, it was really cool to have that uh, validated, right? Because it, it, it creates that sense of like, okay, there's a deeper order, there's a divine order. But I don't want us to get too caught up in predictions um, because then we kind of create them and then we're waiting for them. And then also sometimes they just don't, they don't work out. They don't happen in that way. So we're going to stay away from anything too specific. But I do want to tell you a little bit about some of the major planetary activations and themes. So we're beginning the year with Venus retrograde. And we're ending the year with Mars retrograde. And that's really significant because um, they're not like Mercury. You know, Mercury goes retrograde three times a year. It's really not that rare. Um, Venus and Mars are quite rare um, to go retrograde. And so to have both of them stationing retrograde in our 2022 year, which is the year of the lovers and divine union and that inner masculine, inner feminine, I think is really significant. 
I think it's really illuminating and highlighting the fact that we need to get good at doing both. We need to have a strong connection to our Venus energy and we have to know how to move towards what we desire. We have to know how to be vulnerable and open-hearted and loving right? All of those things that Venus represents. And we have to have a strong sense of our own values. Um, and that, so that's what we're beginning the year with is this uh, cycle of forgiveness, of letting go, of opening the heart, of coming back into the feminine, learning how to um, attract instead of hustle, right? We're really starting with those themes. And then we're ending the year with the Mars retrograde, which is really about that inner protector. The Mars retrograde is asking us to get clear on whether we have good boundaries, whether we are assertive, whether we um, move towards what we want or we just let life flow through us without any direction, right? The Mars retrograde is putting us in contact with our own power, um, our own ability to make an imprint on the world and on other people. So we're starting the year with surrender and we're ending the year with action, right? Or with those themes anyways. So in Mars retrograde, we're not necessarily meant to be taking action, but we are meant to be reviewing our ability to connect to our anger, our passion, our desires, all of it. So those are pretty significant. Um... And I think it's really significant that we're starting and ending the year, like we're really bookending the year with those themes. Um, another significant piece is the Jupiter and Pisces piece. And so I alluded to this a little bit at the beginning, but Jupiter and Pisces <laughs> is really, really special. Really special because Jupiter is at home here. Jupiter expands everything that, that it touches. And Pisces is this deeply compassionate, deeply loving, deeply heart-centered sign. Um, and so I think in the high road of this year, it's going to be a year of connection, of unity, of compassion. In the low road, I do think there's going to be uh, some illusion, just meaning that I think we're already seeing this with people just saying things like, I don't want to be here. Why am I on this planet? Especially spiritual people. Why did I incarnate at this time? I want to go home. All of those types of things. Um, there's a, a, you know, sensitivity is, is kind of on high right now. And I think that there is a, hmm, a higher chance that people will try to escape reality this year and we're literally seeing that with the boom in virtual reality people buying virtual real estate all of that kind of stuff and I don't necessarily think that any of that is going anywhere that's very age of Aquarius um, but I do think that this year there will be a tendency for some people to put their head in the sand and not take care of the physical world, you know? Um, and we could even see this with people who are very spiritual, really tending to their gifts, really spending a lot of time in meditation or, um, you know, activating certain things without really connecting to their bodies, without making money, without being able to pay their bills, you know, some of those types of things. And so one of the things I want you to be mindful of this year is that this is a great year. If you've been wanting to 
really hone and develop your psychic or intuitive gifts, beautiful time. If you've been wanting to strengthen your connection with God or the universe, that's beautiful. If you've been wanting to um, find your soulmate or develop a deeper connection with your current partner, this is a great year. However, you want to be mindful that you're doing all of that while still staying connected to reality. I think we're going to see some people this year getting so wrapped up in the illusion or like just in any illusion that they become delusional you know you know when you talk to people and you're like okay you are so disconnected from the real world I think that there's going to be a lot of that this year um so we have to remember to stay grounded through this period um especially when Jupiter moves into Aries too because if you are not grounded during the Jupiter and Pisces energy, the Jupiter and Aries energy will feel like a shock. It'll be a shock to the system um, and it will be very hard to deal with. So staying grounded, nourishing your body, moving your body, paying attention to your finances, all of those things are still really important, even though this isn't necessarily a um, 3D building type of year in the same way that the last few years have been. Okay, um, what else do I want to say about that? Jupiter and Pisces. There's going to be a Jupiter-Neptune conjunction in Pisces on April 12th. Um, and this is pretty significant for two reasons. The last time we had a Jupiter-Neptune conjunction was in 1920. Um, and that was at the end of the Spanish flu, but they had a fourth wave. So there is a chance, and I think we're seeing that. I mean, I'm recording this on New Year's Eve. We're seeing this with Omicron and all of these different types of things. I don't know about you guys, but I had New Year's Eve plans um, that all had to be canceled tonight because of um, because of this new wave, right? And so I think around April, that could even be expanded a little bit more. The, the pro or the, the high, high road of this is understanding that, um, you know, I'm pretty sure, don't, uh, fact check me on this or double check me on this, but, um, I'm pretty sure that that fourth wave in 1920 was the last of the Spanish flu. I'm pretty sure after that, it just became, um, what's the word? Kind of like the flu. I, there's a specific word. Um, endemic, is that the word? Um, it became endemic after that, I think. Uh, so there's a possibility that, you know, this could be our last year with COVID being the looming thing that it has been. Um, but then again, who knows, right? And I haven't really looked at the astrology of 2023 yet either, so I'm not totally sure on that. Um, you know, and in 1920, there was a lot of, like, tornadoes, there was um, a few shipwrecks, things like that, and it's interesting because the last time that this conjunction happened in Pisces. And again, I, I want to be clear that this is really, really significant because both Jupiter and Neptune co-rule Pisces. So them joining in their co-ruled home sign is very, very significant. And the last time that happened was in 1856. And so when we do look at some of the predictions that could come up this year, 1856 had a lot of 
um, crazy weather. That was, I think, when the great floods happened. There was, again, um, a shipwreck kind of like the, the Titanic during that year. There were hurricanes, quite a few of them. Um, and then there was some conflict, I think, that was when the, the conflict between Nicaragua and uh, Costa Rica was happening. Um, there was the, oh gosh, what's it called? Um, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but the, the Crimean, is that right? Uh, that war ended. Um, so 1856 was a pretty significant year. And I think that, that you know, 2022 could be very significant in that as well. One of the things about... Like, I don't want to, I don't want to scare people, right? So I'm not saying that this is going to be a year where there's going to be a lot of natural disasters or anything like that, but there will be things that bring us together. I think that's really what Jupiter and Neptune in Pisces does. There's a crisis point or something that really um, allows us to see how similar we are right? Allows us to come into that unity. And so it could be anything. It could be the downfall of anything. It could be a massive awakening, but there's something that's going to happen this year that really allows us to see that we're all the same, that we're all connected, and that we're all on the same team. So I'm really excited for that. Um, <laughs> those were the big things, Jupiter in Pisces. I do want to talk a little bit about the U.S. Pluto return. Um, the first exact aspect for this is going to be February 20th on, you know, February, February 20th, 2022. Okay. And it's going to be at 22 degrees. Um, no, no, sorry. Two days later on February 22nd, 2022. Neptune will be at 22 degrees of Pisces, which is opposite <laughs> Neptune and Virgo in the U.S. chart at 22 degrees. So there's something really significant about twos this year. And um, I think that even though the Pluto return is a time of, of massive transformation, there's going to be something within the U.S. where they really have to unify. You know, there's going to be something that really requires them in this process of essentially like the U.S. is going through a deconditioning phase, right? The, the U.S. is going through its first massive dark night of the soul collectively. And I think that this year, because two is such a significant number for this Pluto return, I think that um, there will be an energy of of unity, you know, so I know that it can seem really scary. Everyone's talking about the Pluto return and how that's usually associated with, you know, the falling of empires, things like that. Um, there can be a lot of chaos during these times, but it happening with that specific energy of all of those twos in the, the 2022 year, um, I do think that there's going to be more unity that comes from this than anything. Of course, things have to crumble before that unity can happen, but that's a huge theme for this year is, you know, coming together, heart connection, spiritual awakening, you know, all of those different things. Um, okay. Let me look over my notes. Yeah, so I, you know, that's all the big stuff. I, there's lots of other stuff going on. We could talk about the gates within human design. 
we could talk about, you know, what Uranus is up to, all of these different things. But I, I think I really want to keep this simple and I want to keep it succinct. I want you to understand that this is not the year to be focusing on separation, on, you know, focusing on how different we all are. This is a year where we're meant to come into a really close connection with ourselves and with other people. And so I'm not saying that you don't set good boundaries and that you don't prioritize and take care of yourself because that's the shadow that could happen this year is just massive martyrdom. Um, that's not the goal of this year. Um, the goal is to come so deeply connected with yourself that no matter what else is going on around you, that sense of self-love can't really be shook, you know? Um, the goal is to come into such a a place of grace within you that you're able to extend that grace to other people even during hard times. I think the last two years have been very hard for people. Um, there's been a lot of emotional turmoil and people have been not themselves. I don't know about you guys, but I've noticed that people in my life and myself too, were just all a little bit more on edge, maybe a bit more snippy sometimes, um, more overwhelmed. You know, we're stressed out. There's a lot going on. Um, there's research coming out about how much this pandemic has impacted our brains. Like, there's a lot that's going on. And I think that this year can be a year of coming back together. Of all of this, like, rupture that has been happening in the last two years, this is a year where we can come back together and we can fix it. You know, we can um it's like I'm really thinking of like the kumbaya you know I know that that's so cheesy but it's it's a year of coming together and forgiveness and um really learning I think we needed that separation from each other we needed the ability to see ourselves as individuals um outside of the collective that's what Saturn and Aquarius does but this year we're being asked to take that an individual identity, the new self that we've discovered and created, and to bring it back into the community, to bring it back into harmony, and to begin to have more patience for each other's differences. So it's a big year. It's a really big year. There's lots of lots of growth happening. Um, but it, it, I really do feel that this is going to feel lighter. Um, I do feel that even though we have some heaviness still, um, it's going to feel different than the last two years, especially if you can let go of the pain of the last two years. If you can do the work to come back into union with yourself, I think that this could be a very magical year for us individually and collectively. So if you want to know a bit more about how this year is going to impact you, you know, what's been shifting and changing in your life, what you need to work on. Um, I do have year ahead readings available. I also am still taking clients for the um, Venus retrograde lesson uh, reading if you're still really focused on your Venus retrograde, which we're still we're in the middle of it. So I don't know how you guys are doing, but um, those readings are also still available as well. Um, so yeah, if you need support, reach out. We've got you. Next week on the podcast, we're going to be going into the horoscopes uh, for the year. So I'm going to be breaking down this year 
uh, for each sign. So stay tuned for that. I'm really excited. I haven't done a podcast like that ever, but I just know that that'll be really fun. So I'm excited to bring that to you. Um, Okay, I'm going to sign off. I'm going to go grab some face masks and champagne and have a really chill New Year's with my cousin. So I hope you guys have a great New Year's. I hope that this was helpful. If you have any questions, let me know. I'll answer them on next week's podcast. And I hope that you get time to just really sink into what you want to create, who you want to be, and where you're going in 2022. Bye, everyone.